Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked on Wolves. Today on the show, this is the post-game podcast, and it's another post-game pod following a blowout loss. The Wolves were beat easily by the Suns on Wednesday by 12 in the final score, but it wasn't really that close. We'll talk about what the issues were once again, what has to change immediately. We'll talk individual studs and the duds, all of it upcoming on the show. Welcome in. You are Locked on Wolves. You are Locked on Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Happy Thursday, everybody. And this is not a victory Thursday after another disappointing loss. First of all, though, before we get to the nitty gritty, a big thank you for making Locked On Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can also watch the show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota app, a brand new app on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. More great local sports coverage 24-7. It's absolutely free. Again, the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Locked on Wolves, Locked on Twins, Locked on Golden Gophers, Vikings, Wild, you name it, it's there. You can find it on Roku or the Amazon Fire TV app. Plus, you can follow the show on Twitter, of course, at Locked on T-Wolves or my account, which is at Beacon. That's with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. All right, so the Wolves lost on Sunday, or excuse me, lost on Monday to the Knicks, and it was horrible. Um, they lost on Wednesday to the Suns, and it was a lot of the same. If you didn't watch the game, you'd see the final box score, see they lost by 12 and think, well, they put up a fight. Last week in Phoenix, uh, last Tuesday, they only lost by nine. And I felt like they did put up a fight in that game. That's not what happened on Wednesday night at Target Center. The Wolves gave up 39 in the first quarter, 69 in the first half, and the Suns had 101 points with just over two minutes to play in the third quarter. This was, in my mind, primarily a defensive breakdown for the Wolves. It's not the only thing. That was the issue, but that's my number one takeaway from this game was a lack of defensive effort, missed rotations. Uh, last year, we praised the Wolves' aggressiveness on defense, the ability that they had to, um, you know, X out on the perimeter to contest shots on the closest possible, uh, you know, uh, the closest possible defenders contesting shots, you know, Xing out to the corner to make sure that like there's there's a essentially a scramble draw all the time, right? And and that's what last year's defense was. It was far from perfect. It's why I struggled at the end of the year. There was just a lot of scrambling because they were playing a blitzing pick and roll coverage. Guys were always rushing the ball, essentially, um, playing high wall coverage. And and then you had guys recovering to, to guard, you know, guard each other's guys, cover each other. Um, but it necessitated that, that um, aggressiveness, that want to, right? It had to happen. It's almost as if, this team looked around and was like, oh, we have Rudy Gobert now. As I've said on the show, he's a walking top, top 10 defense, right? So maybe he's going to cover all of us. We don't need to worry about hustling as much on defense. Or we don't need to worry about, you know, uh, closing out under control and not letting guys drive right past us. I don't know, but like that's surely, surely what it seems like. Um, Finch hates switching on defense. The Wolves are doing more of that. They all He also does not like playing zone. I, I mean, like it's not a winning strategy with any like real stain power at the NBA level. And the Wolves are playing way more zone the last couple of games than they had at any point last year. And they don't understand how to play it. Like there's no other plausible explanation for why there were a couple of plays where the Suns, there was nobody within eight feet of them. 
Uh, there was one where D'Angelo Russell picked up whoever had the ball at the top of the key for the Suns. This was um, this was first half. And he picked up the ball, went to help uh, to kind of trap right at the elbow, which was weird. I don't know why he did that in the first place, but it left the opposite wing, the, the slot completely open. And the Suns ended up getting a three. Nobody ran out to contest. There were multiple uncontested threes where there were like two guys that were like, ah, I pass him off to you. You're not contesting. Not my guy anymore. And the other guy's like, well, that's, you know, you should be. And nobody's contesting the shot. That happened multiple times. There was a possession, and you may have seen this on social media, probably, where D'Angelo Russell just forgot to check into the game and was standing at the scorer's table. The Wolves played an entire possession four on five. Now, I say that because it was hilarious if you're not a Wolves fan. I guess funny regardless. D'Lo actually was not the number one culprit in this game. He actually, I thought, played pretty hard defensively. Uh, there were a couple of plays, and if you're a regular listener, I am hard on D'Lo when I need to be hard on D'Lo, and he didn't have a great game by any stretch, but he actually, like, there were multiple plays. There's one play in particular in the second half when Anthony Edwards was, or no, second half, uh, this was, uh, no, it was first half, I guess. Anthony Edwards thought he got fouled under the basket, stood back and complained, and D'Angelo Russell went on a dead sprint from the from the corner all the way down the floor, picked up the ball, caught up to the ball in the paint. Um, I don't think he did anything productive with the defensive possession, but it was as like D'Lo was busting it. Like he was trying in that moment. And like there were moments like that where there were two, three guys that played hard, but the rest of the team did not really. And that, that goes along with effort, you know, defensive effort, missed assignments, uh, missed rotations. That was the number one issue. Um, and I, I think effort is, it's both ends of the floor, but defensively it was more obvious. On offense, the biggest conti- issue continues to be a lack of chemistry. And and yeah, part of that's introducing, still introducing Rudy Gobert to the team. Yeah, that's part of it. He didn't play Monday and the offensive chemistry wasn't good then either. So like, it's not Rudy's fault. If anyone wanted to think that after they beat Houston on Saturday, no, it turns out they just played the Rockets. Uh, but I, like, Offensive chemistry was miserable. The number of live ball turnovers the Suns had, or the Suns were able to uh, to to gather and go score. The Wolves committed 19 turnovers in this game to Phoenix's 11. Um, Phoenix had, I think it was 31 points off turnovers in this game. It, it was just unbelievable how many live ball turnovers. There weren't very many dead ball turnovers. Not very many balls thrown out of bounds. Not very many you know travel step on the end line. It was far more live ball turnovers middle of the floor. Jalen Noel had seven of the Wolves' 19, and he actually played pretty well in the first half. He was like the Wolves' offense in the third quarter, or excuse me, second quarter. Uh, but he finished with seven turnovers and three assists off the bench. He played a lot of point guard. There were some interesting rotations in this game. Jordan McLaughlin only played seven minutes. Um, also, Rudy Gobert and Carlton Towns both picked up three personal fouls in the first, not half, first quarter. And so the Wolves played a tiny lineup with Jaden McDaniels and Kyle Anderson in the front court with no Nas Reed. Nas Reed was a late scratch due to illness. And uh, that meant that they played small. And then Nate Knight got a five-minute stint in the second quarter that was just fine. It didn't wasn't great. Um, so weird rotations, partly out of necessity. And guys playing roles they don't typically play. I, I supported play Noel a bit more at the point guard spot. This wasn't really a game. I mean, the Wolves were sloppy offensively, yes. But they were trying to, I mean, Phoenix, especially with no Chris Paul, like this is a team that had, you know, a fair amount of length in the backcourt. I understand why Chris Finch 
went Noel instead of McLaughlin and had Kyle Anderson try to initiate some offense and Torian Prince to a lesser extent. Um, this was just, it all go again, it goes back to effort, both ends of the floor. Defensively, it's more obvious. Offensively, it's more about sloppiness than anything else. I want to call it a couple of individual players. Cause like, like it's, we got to do that. We do that here next. Uh, plus a couple of other takeaways. I do have multiple additional takeaways from this game. And uh, you know what happens? I will, this is this is a topic for Friday show. But what happens on Friday in Memphis? Like if this is things are just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, if there is a stop put to some of this this uh, lackadaisical effort um, at best. So we're going to do all that. We'll do individual studs and duds. First of all, let's talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's extremely easy. You simply post the job on LinkedIn and then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Uh, it's time to finish the year strong. We're only like seven weeks away from the end of the calendar year. The right team member just might help you do that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today show. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay, additional takeaways from this one. Talked about foul trouble. That was an issue early with no Nas Reed. Um, you know, the damage had kind of already been done in this one by the time that Kat and Rudy were able to get back in the game in the second quarter. They were already done double figures at that point. Um, so we talked about that. We talked about the disjointed offense. Um, let's talk about Anthony Edwards. That like, this is a carbon copy. This was a carbon copy of the last several games for Ant. In fact, let's do this right now. I didn't actually look at that. I was just going to talk about Ant's game individually, but after saying that out loud, like, hey, let's look at his game log because it's it's um it's not pretty. Ant hasn't scored over 20 points since last Friday against Milwaukee. So over the last three games, he has scored under 20 points. Four of 12 shooting in this one, which is 33%. Five of 14 on Monday against the Knicks. That's 35%. He was seven of 13 against Houston. That was a win. He played fairly well. Only had 19 points, but he only, only played 33 minutes. He did have 24 against Milwaukee, played okay. He had 24 against Phoenix, but it came on 21 shots last week. Go back to the game before that, 7 of 18, that was at San Antonio. That was that horrible loss on that Sunday against the Spurs. And uh, that was a 7 of 18 performance. And then a couple games before that, it was the even worse loss against San Antonio where he shot 3 of 15 with 9 points scored. So he scored uh, 
Nine points on three of 15 in that game. 11 points on four of 12 in this game. 16 points last time out on five of 14. Uh, and this time, he didn't have much else to show for it either. He only had three rebounds. He did have six assists in this game, but he had the ball in his hands a ton, just trying to force the issue and make things happen. Um, but not in a good way. Like, not in a... Um, not in a way that makes sense. Not in the flow of the offense, right? It was just Ant kind of trying to take the bull by the horns. He had a couple, like he had one dunk where it was like, okay, he's going to try and get going. And then sure enough, he comes down and the Suns knew what he was doing. They knew he was going to try and go ISO, not in the flow of the offense. He would just bring the ball up the floor himself, go ISO. So they loaded up on him, right? They essentially had a, not brought a full double team on the perimeter, but had somebody shadowing him in a sense to double inside the arc. And they loaded up. They knew he wasn't wanting to pass the ball. And Ant was either going to throw it away, trying to throw a skip past the opposite side of the floor. Or he was going to, you know, make the short pass to somebody that they could easily recover and, and, you know, guard a perimeter jump shooter there. So another disappointing game for Ant, uh, like we, more needs to happen with Anthony Edwards. He's got to do more. If he wants to be, you know, a top 25 player, if he wants to be an all-star, like he's playing nowhere near that level right now. He's been honestly one of the Wolves' worst players over the last couple of weeks. Um, in terms of what their role is and what he's providing, right? Um, yes, he's scoring. It's high-volume scoring. He's also turning the ball over. He's also not consistently rebounding or assisting, even though both those numbers, I think, are in decent spots compared to where they have been the first two years of his career in terms of rebound rate and assist rate. He's not shooting the ball well from the perimeter either. 0-4 in this game, 1-7 of seven last game. So one of his last 11 from three. And on the season, he's like, what is he, 34%? Um, which that number again had looked okay until the last couple of games, but shot selection, uh, like for instance, this actually brings me to my next point. I wanted to talk about how the Wolves suddenly decided to play hard when they were down, you know, 20, 27 at one point. And then in the start of the fourth quarter, they were still down 21. They got the game to around 15 points, or it was 15 points with around five minutes to play, I should say. And there were a couple of misses in the paint. Ant missed a, a lefty layup. And then Rudy missed two tipping opportunities. And then uh, Suns don't score next time down. So it's still 15 points. And then um, Jane McDaniels misses an open three in the corner. Uh, a completely wide open three. That was a great opportunity. And then uh, down 13 with four minutes to play. They get it down to 11 with three minutes away. So uh, three minutes to play. So chipping away a basket at a time, right? Two points every minute, essentially. But down 11 to three to play isn't completely insurmountable. It's unlikely, but it's within the realm of possibilities that the Wolves could come back in that. But then the Wolves come down. Ant, I think it was a no-pass possession or maybe D'Lo passed it to Ant initially. And he took a tough three early in the shot clock, missed, and that was it. Um, I think they got it to nine with like two to play, but at that point, who cares? Like that three would have cut it to eight with about three minutes to play. That's just a three possession game and you don't need to foul. You, you get a stop, you score, you get a stop and it's a one possession game um, or two possession game with a chance to score with the ball, right? So if Ant makes that shot or just takes a better shot or the Wolves actually run some offense, we're talking about a different perhaps we're talking differently about at least the end of this game. Um, so that that was two points in one. That's Ant struggling. And then the Wolves finally showing the urgency late in the game, too little, too late, that whole thing, which is not, you know, the Wolves are no stranger to that so far this year. But Ant was a culprit late, missing that lefty layup, missing um, the three-point opportunity there, the three-pointer from the left wing down 11 with three to play. 
So disappointing close to the game for the Wolves, disappointing close for Ant. I do also I also want to point out on a positive note just how good Jade McDaniels was. I thought he was by far the Wolves' best player in this game. It wasn't particularly close. I mean, there were moments. Cat had moments. Cat finished with just eleven and eight with four assists, but the foul trouble, the the incessant complaining to the officials, which yeah, the officials didn't have a great night tonight, but it was too much. Cat only got seven shots up. Not entirely his fault, but like he had some good moments. Jalen Noel had good moments in the first half. Rudy had some good moments late. I mean, Rudy finished with 25 and 11, but man, a lot of that was during that fruitless comeback in the fourth quarter. Jaden McDaniels was the Wolves' best player of this game. 24 points, eight rebounds. Awesome to see him get eight rebounds. Um, Marnie Gellner said on the postcast, the live postcast uh, following the game, that 24 is Jaden McDaniels' career high, which surprised me a little. I thought he had a couple games in the mid-20s last year, and uh, opening at this year, I guess he was, what, 22 or 23 points. But he had 24 points on 14 shots, 10 of 14 shooting, two of four on threes, two of three at the line, eight rebounds, three assists, and a block. Only two turnovers. Was a plus eight, one of two positive players in plus minus for the Wolves. Cat was the other at a plus four. Plus eight in a game the Wolves lost by 12, and Jaden McDaniels played 38 minutes. That means, and this is inexact, it's not an exact science to figure to, to talk plus minus this way, but individual plus minus is plenty noisy anyway, so let's go there. McDaniels was a plus eight in 38 minutes and the Wolves lost by 12 in a 48 minute game. That means that with Jaden McDaniels off the floor in this game, the Wolves were a minus 20. That's hard to believe. They were a minus 20 in 10 minutes with no Jaden McDaniels and a plus eight with Jaden McDaniels on the floor. And he didn't commit a foul until the fourth quarter. This is coming on the heels of a foul out in 17 minutes on Monday. Plenty of other foul trouble this season. Didn't commit a foul until the fourth, was a plus eight in 38 minutes in a game they lost by 12. If Jaden McDaniels plays like this, the Wolves, like, hey, I mean, Cat's not going to have 11 points on seven shots every night. Ant will eventually figure something out. Um, you know, and again, D'Lo was okay in this one. He was he was better. He hit four threes. He scored 20 points. Um, like, if the Wolves could kind of figure things out as a team defensively and be not so sloppy on offense, like Jaden McDaniels, this is an has to, has to be one of his best three, four games of his career was really, really good. Um, fun to watch when he's playing this way and when he's cautious defensively as well. Uh, but at any rate, to put a bow on the takeaways, defensive effort, brutal. Offense, extremely sloppy. Put, you know, 19 turnovers, lots of live ball turnovers. The Sun scored 30-ish points um, off of turnovers from the Wolves. Those are the two biggest things. Also, Ant struggles once again. Uh, the the late game urgency just coming far too late, um, and then obviously the the lack of depth with no Nas Reed, um, with the foul trouble to Rudy and Cat, which is the exact situation you need Nas Reed. But unfortunately, he was a late scratch due to injury in this one. All right, I want to close the show by talking individual studs and duds who played well for the Wolves and who did not. We're going to do that here next. All right, individual studs and duds to close the show. Obviously, studs. We talked Jade McDaniels already. 24 and 8 for him, plus three assists and a block. 10 of 14 shooting. Two made threes on four tries. Two of three at the line. He was fantastic. Don't need to say much more about him. I'm going to give a stud to uh, 
to D'Angelo Russell, he played pretty well in this game. Um, you know, again, sloppy offense in general. He was not the main culprit necessarily. I thought Ant was much worse offensively. There's no question about that. I thought Cat was a little bit more all over the place than we've seen of late from him. The bench was not good in terms of taking care of the basketball. D'Lo had 20 points, six assists in this game, six of 14 shooting, four of nine outside the arc. He was four of four at the line, 20 and six plus two rebounds. He did have three turnovers, but D'Lo was pretty good. I, I was it was hap- I was happy to see him shoot the ball confidently. He made the Wolves' first basket of the game. He made a three. He made a couple late. Um, I thought he was consistent and he was good. Um, so good game from D'Lo. So D'Lo and Jaden McDaniels are two of the studs. I'm going to give one to Rudy. The foul trouble wasn't great. I thought he played well around the basket. He did get to the line 11 times, picked up a couple nice loose ball fouls on the glass when the uh, the Suns were in the penalty. So he scored nine of his 25 points at the line. But hey, he shot nine of 11 on free throws, which was nice to see. Eight of 11 from the floor, 25 and 11, three blocks for Rudy and just one turnover in 30 minutes. Uh, lots of quote-unquote garbage time points. I mean, the Wolves were technically still kind of threatening there in the fourth quarter, so it wasn't completely pointless, but a lot of the damage was done late. Still, not a whole lot else to choose from in terms of players who played well for the Wolves, so I'll give that stud to Rudy. So J-Mac, Big J-Mac, McDaniels, Rudy, and D'Lo all get studs. We talked to Anthony Edwards. You know he's getting a dud in this game. I don't care that he had six assists. He shot 4-12, 4 outside the arc, was only three of six at the free throw line. For all the whining he was doing about the lack of foul calls, he sure wasn't shooting his free throws very well. Um, and, you know, he was he's right a lot of the time. Like, he oftentimes does not get the fouls he should get in the paint, but he wasn't right all the time in this game. And he complained on every single play, and it detracted from him defensively. It's the same thing we've seen Cat do year after year after year. But I think it's more obvious with Ant now Um because he's just generally not playing well. When Cat was complaining, he at least was still playing well and was an efficient offensive player, even if it was obnoxious and, and again, detracted from the team defensively, from the team's performance, because he, he would just complain and, and not get back on defense. But with Ant, he's not playing well. He's not making shots. He's not playing well defensively right now. So it's just magnified that much greater. Um, so he's a dud in this one. I'm also going to give one to Torian Prince, uh, which is weird. Like he's been so good so far this year and and I'm, I don't know, but I just, he did not have an impact. He had a, a chance to, there were a couple of kind of like mid-range shots he typically feels like he could make when the, in the second quarter when the Wolves were kind of hanging around that nine, 10, 12 point deficit. And then again in the third, when they were trying to make a push towards the end of the third, I like Prince just had a few shots he typically makes that he didn't, he didn't do much defensively, was not helpful when he was on Devin Booker in 19 minutes. He was a minus 22, by far the worst mark on the Wolves, two of six shooting, missed his only three point attempt, only had one rebound in 19 minutes, no assists, no steals, no blocks. No offensive rebounds, four points on six shots in 19 minutes for TP. Uh, so he and Ant are the two duds for this one. All right. Mercifully, this homestand is over. As weird as that is to say, but to get away from the booze at Target Center, they played four in a row at home, um, lo- losing three out of four. And I said this off the top of the show. Did I say this or did I only say it on the postcast? I don't know that I said this off the top. The Wolves have now lost three out of four by double figures. They've lost five out of six overall, and all five of those losses have been by nine or more points, and they really haven't been competitive at any of their losses since that overtime loss to Utah on the first Friday night of the season, which almost, it'll be three weeks Friday, three weeks ago Friday, 
was the last time they lost in a close game. Their other losses have all been nine point. Actually, every single loss besides that one was a nine point or greater loss. And a couple of those were not as close as they looked, like that first San Antonio game or uh, even the second loss to San Antonio. I think the Phoenix loss was was horrible. The Milwaukee loss was okay. I, they lost by 13. But um, but then the Knicks loss and the Suns loss, the Wolves weren't really, they should have lost by more than 13 to the Knicks on Monday. They should have lost more by more than 12 to the Suns at, in this one. Uh, but next up, they're at Memphis. ESPN game, so late start, 8.30 p.m. tip at Memphis Friday night. Then they go to Cleveland for a 5 p.m. Central tip on Sunday. So two very tough games this weekend. On Friday, we'll preview the Memphis game mostly. We'll spend a little bit of time on Cleveland since we won't have a show, another show before then. Uh, so we'll talk what to see, what to expect Friday and Sunday with Memphis and Cleveland on the schedule. Um, we'll, of course, do live postcasts as we always do with Marty Gellner. Those are live 45 minutes after the final buzzer. And those go live on Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube. And then we post them on the Lockdown Wolves feed after the fact as well. So right now, if you want to go back and listen to my conversation with Marty, you can do that. It's the episode before the one you're listening to now on the Lockdown Wolves audio feed. A uh, big thank you again to those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. It's greatly appreciated, especially when things aren't going as well for the team. We definitely appreciate you listening. Um, of course, the show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms and the new Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Thanks again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen. For your for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.